Welcome to Connection to the Cosmos with your host, me, Dr. Lisa Thompson, where I have out-of-this-world conversations with extraordinary people. And today I am so excited to have my soul sister, Kira Schaefer, on. So Kira is an international best-selling author, publisher, speaker, and conscious channeler. She has many credentials under her belt as a martial artist, Reiki master teacher, clinical hypnotherapy instructor, and NLP master practitioner. She currently owns several businesses that are uniquely dedicated to helping others express themselves in books, speaking opportunities, and starting their businesses as spiritual practitioners. Her passion is channeling loving divine energy she calls the Quan Yin Collective. So thank you so much for being here, Kira. So thank you for having me. <laughs> um, this month marks five years that we met back at the CYL International Women's Summit. Wow. So wow. And I just remember dancing with you. Like we're both dancing queens. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. And then I got to see you in person again. I think this was the second time I got to see you in person was in Sedona. Right? Yes. Actually, I think it was Skamania. Skamania. Okay. I mean, I. And then Sedona. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, things have changed a lot in the last five years. <laughs> We've been on a fast track, girlfriend. <laughs> uh, too. I mean, just you are so amazingly talented. You have so many different things that you do. And so I guess what I want you to first share about is kind of maybe how you grew up. Like, did you grow up in a spiritual household <laughs> or like, how did you get to being doing all of this amazing stuff that you do? That's adorable. Um, no, no, no. My mother said, like, whenever anybody would say, do you believe in God? She would be like, it's none of your business. <laughs> right. And uh, so, no, not that. Uh, but my grandmother did raise me up Baptist, you know, so I, you know, right. when I was at her house, I would go to church, you know, but I, on the way to church, I got church. And on the way home from church, I got church because she was uh, at the first St. Germain channelings um, back in like the 40s and 50s. She did, she studied the I am discourses and that kind of thing. So she wanted an environment that was conducive to spirituality, you know, with the traditional church, but she knew the truth. Okay. And she says, she would say, oh, darling, I'm so controversial in the church, sugar. She said, I, I just, I just, I believe in reincarnation. I believe in reincarnation. How can you have a Jesus that comes back after three days of being dead and not believe in reincarnation? And so, <laughs> so I love that about her because she was so uh, genuine and authentic to her truth about what she felt was real. Mm -hmm. And even in the face of kind of traditional uh, spirituality. So, so that I think was my backbone and she would do a little bit of hypnosis with me from time to time. I had a lot of panic and a lot of anxiety disorders. My father was murdered when I was three years old. So, um, she kind of was helping me to process some of those emotions. So very lucky, very unconditionally loving woman. My grandma, Catherine, she's She's right here. <laughs> She's right here. She's like, oh yeah. Did you think you just so said those words? Yeah, sugar. I said those words. <laughs> um, 
And so, yeah, to long answer to a, a short question, I guess, but um, yeah, it was, it was very, a very interesting thing to go from a household that's like, no, we don't talk about that kind of thing to a, a really strong uh, pull into something that was uh, vastly different and honing spiritual ability. Uh, mm -hmm. That dichotomy was very interesting to grow up in. So I could kind of live in both worlds in many cases. Okay. Well, so then how did that turn into your different careers and businesses? <laughs> well, my other grandmother. <laughs> so, so my mom's a single mom. So you, she, she, she had the hustle, you know, she had the hustle in her and my grandmother, she grew up real, real, real poor. My mother's mother, um, she raised her brothers and sisters kind of deal. Her mother died young. Uh, her father was an alcoholic, you know, so she, she was really kind of committed to how do we make money <laughs> and how do we do it quickly? Yeah. And so like, even my mother said to me the other day, she was like, she was like, Hey, do a yard sale. It's now money. It's now money. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so I would do yard sales with babysit, you know, all that kind of stuff. I was, I was the one who would have underneath my bed, mm -hmm. uh, tucked away in an envelope, hundreds of dollars <laughs> as a kid like where did the money come from like because i would do little jobs i would save all my money i would tuck it away like i was i was that like a little bit of a hoarded hurt hoarder taurus uh person so okay. yeah uh, um, so yeah my mindset was uh was like that so i always knew that i wanted to have my own business and every time I've tried to work for people, it just doesn't work out because I have a different perspective. And I think we could do this so much better if we did it this way. And they're all like, yeah, but this is corporate and we have to do it this way. And, and it's like, but it's not efficient. It's not effective. And so I would just get frustrated and leave. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> So then what came first on that spiritual journey of like, was it the hypnotherapy or was it the Reiki or, you know, what, because you have so many different modalities and then doing that as a business or businesses. Yeah, it was a cool, it was a pretty cool transition. Yeah. So I, well, first, uh, really long story short, I was in a traumatic experience. I had a, an ex fiance who beat me up and, um, but I was really on this really uh, self-destructive path as it was. I, I was, I was going to kill myself somehow, but I was going to use him to do it essentially, because that's what law of attraction is. You know, if I feel miserable and I hate myself and I'm, 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 I'm depressed, I'm anxiety uh, uh, ridden, I'm going to find a way to get out of this physical body, whether yeah. I use drugs, alcohol, um, whether I am overeating or I'm getting, you know, just just into something that's just really negative going out, partying, mm -hmm. whatever. And um, but but this particular person that I attracted was such a great match for me because he had the violence that I never felt like I could express. Okay. So, so he was, he, he was the violent side of, of who I, who I was. And he just played that role out perfectly for me. And so 
once that happened, I was laying on the ground after he had finished kicking me in the head and he, and I just, I, I sat up and I had that Satori, I had that awakening moment. I had that, oh, 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 okay. I get it. Oh yeah. I'm trying to kill myself. Okay. I understand. And I said, God, if you let me through this, help me through this, I'll serve you. I'll serve you. You're, you're my, you're, you are my goal. My father, only you or sister, brother, whatever, you know, whatever, mother, whatever, um, divine energy. And I sat up, I walked in the house. I called the police. He had butted me while I was on the phone with them, uh, with the police. And it just kind of played out from there, but I didn't feel any pain. And some people say, oh, well, you were in shock. And if we look at uh, spiritual awakenings from the bottom up, you know, you can go, oh, well, there's this chemical component. But if you look at spiritual awakenings from the top down, it was, it's an, it's intense because what was truly happening there was a transition into um, possibility that I had never experienced before. And so that's when I learned Reiki. I, I, I was just looking for help. That's all I was looking for. Okay. Compassion and help and love. And then I, uh, then I, I started that process. I did a year of training with Reiki. I decided that I would do part-time work. I worked for a heart uh, doctor doing bill collecting. Okay. <laughs> and then I, I, I just transitioned slowly. And then I moved to Asheville, North Carolina, which was just like my spiritual Mecca. It was really beautiful and empowering and gorgeous and wonderful. And I got a lot of self-healing there. And then I went into hypnosis. And during that whole process, I was also working with uh, Kuan Yin energy and um, that deeply compassionate, merciful energy as well. So it was just a process. It was an unfolding. And I think that that's what we see a lot with our um, healers is just where we start is definitely not where we end up. Uh, and this flow just really takes over. And I think that when we trust that really magical things happen. Beautiful. Well, yeah, your um, story, I, mine wasn't as extreme as being kicked in the head, but I definitely had to go through that whole relationship like abuse kind of cycle to wake myself up and be like, oh, okay, I'm the common denominator here. That's right. <laughs> Gotta I am in this too. I am in this too somewhere. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I know that, you know, there are some people that may be hearing this or watching this that are in that situation that don't want to own up to their part in it. But with law of attraction, we all create our roles. And we can keep choosing those roles or we can make the switch. Yeah. And ultimately it's up to us. Yeah. So, okay, well, let's talk about the Kuan Yin Collective because you, so that was part of this journey. Like, so when you started working with the energies, were you already automatically channeling that or were you just working and then eventually it came through? How did that show up for you? And how did you know it was Kuan Yin? Um, so it was something I asked for, you mm -hmm. know, I, I knew of, of her energy and, and I was audacious enough, uh, because, you know, I was like, well, if other people can channel, why can't I channel, <laughs> you know, if other people, that was, that's been my mindset. I think my whole life, well, if they can do it, why can't I do it? 
or um, I, I didn't, this, the, the gift in an early learner is that they don't know what they can't do. Yeah. Uh, we have to be told that we can't do it. We have to be, you know, so, oh, well, yeah, but I'm not the guru or I'm not the master or I'm not the whatever. We do kind of get to that place where we are like, okay, I don't know it all, you know, and that's good. That's a good place to be. We, we got to be in the place of expansion and learning and, and knowing that we don't know. But that early learning stage, if we can allow ourselves to be completely audacious and say, yeah, I can channel Kuan Yin, I can channel Jesus, I can channel whoever I want. You know, <laughs> like this is this is just a physical vessel. We're always tapped in. Uh, there's always a flow coming. We're the ones that let our ego get in the way and block it off and say, no, <laughs> no, or I don't think I can do that. And so if we just allow ourselves to suspend our own judgment of the experience, then it flows in a lot more easily. But we see it in dance. We see it in creativity. We see it in song. We see it in artwork. We see it in those functions, but we also see it in writing. So very left brain types of activities as well. So you can have automatic writing where you're flowing out completely, but still using those functions of the left brain. So the question was, um, <laughs> how did what? <laughs> how did you know that? Like, you okay, can so do that. So you asked specifically for Kuan Yin. Yeah, I'd heard oh. about her. Okay, so yeah, so not everyone knows who Kuan Yin is. So share your experience of who her, she is and what energy she carries. Sure, sure, sure. So Kuan Yin uh, is the goddess of compassion and mercy. She's a Chinese goddess, but she has been known in all different types of Asian communities and countries as well. So she is mostly the equivalent to Mother Mary in the Christian tradition, um, but she never had children in the physical form. Um, she believed that all of humanity were her children. So she treated everyone as, as such. She's saying, that's right. <laughs> I love it when she comes in and she's like, yeah, doing good girl. You know, <laughs> um, that's what I did. Uh, but she is, did she have a physical embodiment? Yes, she did have a physical embodiment. She was a princess and, okay. uh, but she wanted to, study Buddhism. She wanted to learn how to read and write. She wanted to um, have all of the things that a man had essentially. And she, um, she was her, her father wanted her to act right and toe the line of being a female, a Chinese female during that time, you know, thousands of years ago. I don't even know how many years ago. And she was like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to get married. I don't want to just be another wife, another wife, you know, just among all of the other wives of this one. Right. And uh, so she decided to run away to the, to the Abbey. Actually, he gave her permission, but then he was like, I thought you were kidding. And, and so he, he went to go get her. Then he tried to kill her and he, all these kinds of things. Anyway, she runs away. She lives in a cave for about nine years in full Buddhist meditation Okay. Sovereignty. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then her father becomes ill um, and they look all over the, the country to find somebody who would um, give this is the mythology, right? Yeah. Give an eye and an arm for for him to heal. And um, and he searched everywhere, couldn't find anyone. Now, he's tried to kill her. Right. Mm -hmm. And so he 
somebody finds uh, Quan Yin and says, would you give an eye and an arm for him? And she goes, of course. She said, take both, take both eyes, take both arms. Happily, I'll happily give. I realize that this physical embodiment is not my final state. You know, this is just the beginning. And so uh, she chops off her arms and her eyes and does, you know, and then all of a sudden she becomes enlightened. And so that's when you see the thousand arms okay. and the thousand and the eyes, the thousand eyes on the hands. Um, that is from Kuan Yin of her transition into enlightenment. Um, because the gifts that you receive from sacrifice in that way of pure mercy, pure compassion, pure love, pure knowing of mm -hmm. the truth, which is we are infinite, um, is that you have all that you need and more. And so that's the kind of energy that she tries to convey through me. Uh, and sometimes my limitation through words and sometimes I'm not right when I, you know, will will convey something. I'll I'll say a wrong word or something. She'll ask me to correct it <laughs> later on. And uh and so there is just this really beautiful balance um that we play together. And that's why I'm a conscious channel, not a trance channel. So yeah, explain the difference between that because some, you know, we've had other channelers on, but everyone does it a little bit differently. So yeah. I would love for, in your words, to explain yeah, what that difference is. Yeah. So a trans channel is going to be somebody like Jane Roberts, where she would go completely out of the body. Yeah. Completely hand over to an energy entity or force. Uh, for that particular channeler, it was Seth. And she would, it would be very, uh, if you watch these channels, it's very difficult to get the information essentially uh, because it's really still fit and it's it's some some of the concepts can be really hard when you're hearing it but when it's written down it's mind-blowing so for me i like to be more conscious so that my when i'm communicating in that moment are words that are easy to understand and quickly understandable. Yeah. Um, so, so completely out of the body, I would say I'm about 80, 10, 80, 10, 80, 10, 90, 10. What's that other 10% in there? <laughs> huh? <laughs> um, I'm about, I'm about uh, 80, 20, you know, so it's about 20% me in there and about 80% her okay. uh, because there are times where she'll be like, let me tell you all the curious secrets. And I'm like, bah, bah. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> we don't do that here. Um, and I have a lot more control in the situation. Maybe it's better, maybe it's not, but it's how I like to do it. So I'm essentially pulling out and then she is coming in and, and kind of taking that spot and I'm holding that energy and so it's kind of opposite. So you've seen channelers where they're not actually channeling the, the information, but they're hearing it over here. They feel their guides. And then they're yep. talking. Yeah. Yep. And they're talking and they're answering your questions while you're talking. Yep. Uh, you know, like, for example, if we were to do it the other way, uh, like I did just a moment ago where I said, Kuan Yin is saying, that's right. You know, yeah. go girl, you know, you're doing it right. You're saying it, that's accurate. Um, that's the, that feeling that I get when she's just on the outside. Okay. And then we just switch places 
And then I can still be conscious enough to go in or go out. I think that I feel that Abraham um, Hicks is a conscious channeler um, because there's still so much awareness of Esther's being there. Um, whereas Seth, it's more Jane Roberts is not there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's really interesting because I grew up with Ramtha. That's the spiritual school that I went to. And so Ramtha is an entity channel through Jay-Z Knight. Mm -hmm. And the early experiences with Ramtha, it was definitely trans-channeling. Like Jay-Z would go away. But I think, I mean, she's been doing it for so many years, since the late 70s. Um, I don't, I'm not part of that school anymore, but I feel like it became more part of Jay-Z's ego instead of pure Ramtha as it progressed along because the messaging started changing to more of a fear-based situation mm -hmm. where when Ramtha was purely Ramtha, it was more out of love and like, this is, this is the information, like we're all one and we create a reality and all right. of that rather than it becoming more cultish where it's trying to keep people in that community. But Ramtha, one thing I just want to share for people yeah. who don't know much about Ramtha, because Ramtha kept telling us over and over, I've taught you everything there is to learn. You need to just go out and do it. Just go out and live your life and live what I've taught you. Yeah. But there are so many people, um, including one of my family members, that's still like, like really enmeshed in it. But it's also probably because it's part of the community. But the yeah. faith-based aspect of that ego, I think, is um, you know, it really gets to people's minds. Yeah. And so, and so as a conscious channeler, how do you keep Kira's ego and personality out of the message? Yeah, it's 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 she'll call me out in the middle of the thing. <laughs> like she'll say, Kira said that. I didn't say that. Kira just said that. So I like that check. You know, okay. I like that check on me. Um, I also, uh, she's like, yep, sure do. Yep. <laughs> she's just agreeing. Um, but it, it, the, it's good because I know when I'm listening to a channel who could be a conscious channel, but whose intentions are really good. Yeah. I've also heard channelers where the intentions are not good. Right. Not because they're bad people, but because they may not have actually developed emotionally in the direction that they're they're needing or wanting or would like to would truly like to expand into. Like we all want that understanding that Kuan Yin or Christos or, you know, any any of those ascended masters or Buddha could hold that type of energy mm -hmm. to say all is well. There's nothing wrong. Yeah. Good things are happening, you know, in every single horrific situation presented mm -hmm. and truly know that that was the truth. And so when you have a channeler who uh, can't quite get there and isn't willing to admit it and wants to believe that they're at that same exalted state and doesn't have an ego. Like, I'm like, hold on a minute. No, 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 no. We're nah. <laughs> you know, like, like. I know what I, I know I got this coffee today. I know I went and, you know, I know I cried last night. I know I've been a big baby. I know what's going on. And, and I can't say that I could hold that, that, oh, la, la, everything is good. All hundred percent of the time. Impossible. 
Well, right. You're still me. here as a human. Otherwise, you'd be innocent and master, right? Right. But if my messaging becomes incongruent with the truth, yeah, you will feel it. You will feel it. And I will get called out on it because I have set myself up for that. Uh, truly. Like if, if, <laughs> if I'm channeling and uh, I, I'll ask people, I'm like, what was that? Like 80, 20 was that, you know, like, how I do there, you know, it, it, because um, I can feel it. But there are times when I want validation to know, am I on the right track here? And, and that's just a part of the learning process too. Uh, regardless of how long I've been doing this, it's not that I practice channeling every single day. So I don't know. Does that help? Does that answer questions? I think so. And I guess from my perspective and then other people that might, they know they, they have this ability because we all have this ability, right? Yes, yes, yes. hundred percent. Just like everyone ha has the ability to be psychic and to like really trust their intuition and, you know, all the things like that. We just have to be open to it. Yep. But some things can take some practice potentially or some focus and dedication. And so when you started doing this with Kuan Yin, like what what was your process or how to <laughs> just come one day like in hypnosis? No, well, you know, I closed. Yeah, right. I yeah. closed my eyes uh, at first okay, because what I would see was too intense, you know, and I wasn't on drugs at this time. At this time. Um, so, so I would, I, I think, I think the drug part actually helped to open up some of the things. Disclaimer, do not use drugs. <laughs> Say no to drugs. <laughs> so, but, but, uh, but anyway, sorry, I went on a tangent. So I would, the, the first thing that I noticed with channeling. And I remember I was in my, I was in my apartment. I was in Asheville, North Carolina. I had not channeled before. I knew of this Kuan Yin energy and I would sit, I, I would sit and I would just, you know, kind of just talk to her. I would meditate. I would visualize her, but I would meditate and, and see her. There was a book called, um, uh, Archangels and Ascended Masters by, um, Doreen Virtue. And even though she has renounced all things beautiful, uh, right. um, <laughs> all things magical and beautiful, and she's embraced her other magical and be beautiful things, I suppose. Um, this particular book was very helpful because it had different types of meditations in it that you could pull in and attract and affirm with different types of, of energies, Archangel Michael, Lakshmi, you know, Kuan Yin, I think was in there, um, all different types. So I would do these meditations and I would read them and then I would practice them and I would play with them. And then I would just play with talking to her in that meditative state. And so she and I would, were best friends, you know, and she knew all my problems and all my scary parts and all the things that, um, that made me doubt myself. And, and she was just consistently there to be a companion. And, um, and so when I started channeling, I would just channel by myself and I would speak out loud and, it just happened one day and she said, let me, let me just speak through you. And I didn't have anything recorded. I didn't have anything going on. I just started speaking and it was very, you know, uh, truncated and okay. it, it, difficult to come out. 
And, uh, and then I was like, I think I'll open my eyes. And I started to open my eyes and I was like, oh, this is a bad idea <laughs> because it was like seeing the world through the divine. And so seeing the world through the divine at first, it's like a baby opening their eyes for the first time. The light is intense, you know, mm -hmm. and the, the there was just all these pretty sparkly things going on. And I was like, I'm going to throw up because <laughs> it was like there was spinning and spinning and my brain was spinning and everything was spinning. But the other good thing uh, that I learned in that process was I would close my eyes. And I think this is why I'm more of a conscious channeler because I can keep my eyes open now okay. um, and connect and read. Um, not well, but I could still read. And because it's just too human, right? It's just too human. I'm trying, I'm get, I have to stay too much in my body. But, um, but anyway, the, the next thing that I realized is that I could channel for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and be completely depleted, starving to death, not enough water, you know, all those kinds of things, not having a pee break. And then I'm going, oh no, I'm not thinking this through because for me, it seemed like an instant, but for my body, it was like a really long time. And so I would be like, whoa, I, ha I have to get back into my body. I've got to get back to home base and I have to take care of myself. So our setup has been house rules. So for a long time, and I don't have to do it anymore, but for a long time, I would say, as I went into channeling mode, I would let her in as long as she agreed to house rules. The body is the house. She is an occupant for a limited amount of time. <laughs> she is renting the space. <laughs> she better take care of it. <laughs> so when I need to drink water, I need to do something for my body. It has to be done immediately or I'm going to come back right away. So. Okay. Interesting. So when you were doing the channeling for the hours and hours, like were you doing it in front of people or no, just by myself in my room, you know, I'm like, was too scared to do it in front of people. Come on, girl. <laughs> were you recording yourself at least? Or like, I started to a little bit, but I, I, I didn't like how I it's, it's weird. You know, like, have, have you seen this thing, this app thing where you see the picture of you and it's, and then you have like, when you, when we as humans look at ourselves in the mirror, that's not really what everybody else sees. Yeah. So when you look at the picture of you not mirrored, it's like, what's wrong with me? Why does my face look like that? Um, it's uh, because our perception of ourself is so different. So when I listen to my old channels, which I don't have them anymore, but, uh, I, I don't recognize myself, you know? So now with being more of a conscious channeler, I can still see myself in, in it. And it, so it doesn't pull me out of, um, of feeling that connection to who my, I am. Right. You know? yeah. Okay. So, well, now what, what are you doing with the channelings of Kuan Yin. I know you get on Facebook and, but so what, what are you, what's the purpose what you? and goal? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Okay. She hasn't told me yet. Okay. Um, she, it's, it, um, we have the ma uh, mastery collective, uh, com, which is, I'm just do free channelings out there. Every once in a while I do a class and, you know, we'll all get together. We'll do Qigong, that kind of thing. We've been doing it virtually. I want to do it in person real bad. Yeah. Um, 
and and just I want to do a, a a big event, big event for me, maybe you know, 25, 50 people, and just all be together. You know, I, it's not necessarily a big money making thing or anything like that. Although she would love for all of us to be wildly, massively abundant because we all totally deserve that. Um, it's more of just being able to get into that energy and hone that ability to um, transition and transform and shift any of the old energy that's no longer serving us. So I want to do some live stuff and I will eventually get there, but I have been doing some um, online virtual uh, things. So as we go, I'll probably do some of that, but I do a monthly channel and that's kind of just like the state of the world, state of the uh, state of the experience of the universe. Yeah. Uh, and then um, and then I just have it like a donation type thing, you know, if, not a donation, but a contribution just to keep the website up. So it's not really something that I'm pushing. It's just something that if you happen upon it and it feels right, then, you know, embrace that. It's just loving, unconditionally loving energy you know, that's available to all of us at all times. So oh, that's what I'm doing there. Beautiful. Um, do you, are there any other beings that come through you in channeling at this point, or is it just strictly Kuan Yin? Well, it's kind of like this, and I know you understand this uh, too. And those people who have channeled, um, this is not a better than thing mm -hmm. as it could be, but whatever. But if you look at, if you think of it, if you think of it like a um, a pyramid <laughs> and you think and you think of at the top is channelers. <laughs> OK, hold on. Stick with me, guys. Stick with me, mediums. Stick with me. So um, so we have kind of ghosts. <laughs> this is how I, I see it. We have our ghosts. We have the people that we can uh, that are basically imprints of people who have died. Right. And and they're but they're not really their soul. Right. They're just that leftover energy that is roaming around and just kind of needs to be transitioned. When you're a channeler, you can easily transition energies to the other side, I, I believe, mm -hmm. um, because you're just kind of like, oh, you don't belong here. Get. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then, um, you know, that kind of thing. So that's kind of your base level. Then yeah. you have your mediums who are, and the, these people down here, you've got your more psychics and things that can kind of tap into maybe some of the old issues that they had on earth. And, you know, they're going to tell you Aunt Mildred loved to sew and, you know, that kind of thing. So you've got that kind of psychic level. Then you've yeah. got your mediums who can go beyond and, and push through or past the veil mm -hmm. into speaking to their soul level as where they are like truly where they are um, in their soul, what's next for them, what's going to happen, you know, how, how they, how are they, their education on the other side, what's going on, that kind of thing. So our mediums are there. Our channelers are here and I do it like this because it's just easier for me to think of it. Channelers are here because we have access to everything below. Right. Yeah. And so some people are very, very talented here. They don't want to go anywhere up. Some of them are talented here. They don't want to go up here. And some people are up here and they're like, oh, I have access to these things, but I just want to hang out up here because I truly dig this yeah. um, ascended master, unconditional loving energy. And yeah. so you may have channelers who can 
kind of move through that. You also may have the, the others that can move up here. They just don't necessarily choose to do it that way. So I don't know why I went into that, but I think that's a good. I think that's a great um, differentiation because I have friends at all those different levels. Yeah. And some of them who they started out low and then they moved up and now, and they've had the experience of channeling like even galactic beings, the energy that comes through them is so much stronger because it's such a higher vibration mm -hmm. that wears their energy out. And so mm -hmm. they, so some of them are like, Oh, I don't know if I want to be doing that just because their energy, you know, maybe it's just them specifically or they haven't had the ability to work on the body enough to hold that energy. I don't right. know what that right. is exactly. Right. But that's exactly it. Yes, that's exactly it. And so for me, I started channeling more and more and I spent three days in consistent in and out of channeling and it blew me out. I had like massive adrenal issues. I had uh, massive dehydration. So um, I was in a bad state with dehydration for the last two months. And so I've been working on getting that back into balance so that I can go, oh, yeah, that's right. Remember house rules. <laughs> so now I'm finding that finding yeah. that balance again. But I, I will say that once the body gets totally calibrated, it kind of feels like you don't want to go anywhere else. But you can. And, and like you, you're a channeler. You you know how to access all of those levels. I think we just work our way up and then figure out where we want to land. It's not better than less than it's just where do I want to hang out yeah, yeah so I love that that's a great thing that's yeah and like for me you know I even though yes I have some passed away loved ones in my life they weren't so significant in my life that when I go to the mediumship like groups like you know Lisa Williams or you know yeah. Edwards or whoever in those groups my dead people they don't ever show up because it's like me too. No, the one, the one recently that does show up, even when I'm tapping into the galactics, is my husband's mother. She keeps showing up because, and I never met her. She she passed away when he was 23, and you know we only got together seven years ago, and he's 53, so 30 years ago she passed away. But she keeps coming and just to let me know that like i really like you and you're really great for my son and i love your kids and that's so good and me and so um it's like so, she friended you on facebook yes it's the galactic facebook <laughs> i have a better connection with her than i do some of my other family members yes 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 are alive i love that i love that but she's just you know she pops in to be like hi i'm here just so you know and then yeah. uh, but like for me, why I have this connection to the cosmos is like that, that galactic energy. I'm finally allowing myself to fully embrace that side of me. Love because it. There is so much fear of what are people going to think? And I can't be myself because I had mainstream careers and life back in Washington state. And, but here in Hawaii, I get to be whoever the hell I want to be. I love that. It's the space is yeah. conducive to the energy that's already there. It's like, it feels like you're grinding your wheels when you're in an 
a space that you're not supposed to be in or just doesn't add to you know your energy because because we as light workers right we hear that stuff well light workers need to go into the dark places well no you don't okay you can shine your light from the most from wherever you want to shine your light from because right you there is no time and space so if right. i want to shine my light in ohio i can do it in arizona i can do it in hawaii i can do it in sedona as a matter of fact because i'm in a space that's more conducive to the energy that i'm allowing to flow in i'm going to be way significantly more powerful and maybe way more effective other than going to ohio i don't know why i have ohio as a thing but going to ohio and for a year and it was not conducive <laughs> yes, yes see okay okay so so i i think ohio as a whole and i don't know why i've never been there okay <laughs> never been there but i will never yeah, be there people living in ohio it, there are some beautiful areas. It just wasn't my place. Right. So I'll say that. And the university I taught out there wasn't my place either. Girl, I am hearing you. So, And I don't even know why I have just this weird, I must have had a past life there where I just got just jacked up there. I must have been. So I, but anyway, so if I'm in a, if I'm in a, an emotional energetic space, because we can, we can hold the energy and transformation for hundreds of thousands of people. And there are people in this world that hold a vibrational calibration for millions of people. You know, so we have people who walked on the planet who transform the energy of entire um, villages, towns, cities, states, you know, so you can be anywhere you want to be. And I love, I love that you're holding that space for us in Hawaii. I love that. Well, and you too in Arizona. I mean, I, but so many people in Arizona are holding that space in Arizona. So <laughs> I know. It's, I like, know. it's like a hot spot for sure. <laughs> it is for sure. Um, did you want me to channel a little bit? I know we, I don't know what the time. Oh, we are good on time, but yes. Would, it, would Kwan Yin like to come in? Yeah, she's fine. <gasps> yes, she's fine. <laughs> Girl. Do we ask her questions or does she just yeah you can ask questions okay well i would just i would love for her to share a message for what we need to know right now for what's going on in the world because that's one of the things you said to give regular updates because there is so much people there's a lot of fear there's a lot of polarity still going on and just yeah what would be her message to the world i'm gonna let you ask that again um okay. when i when i go so i put a crown on because she was a princess girl um but she always reminds me she's like i don't belong to any race culture country anything like that she's like i'm gonna send a master i'm everything and i'm mother to everyone right yeah. so um so i always try to caveat that because i never ever the one thing that's held me back from being more open about doing this is that I never, ever want any community to feel that I am uh, taking away um, okay. or misrepresenting or misappropriating any culture. Um, but she's been very, she's like, don't, don't do that to yourself because the message that I want to share, I can easily do it through you in this way. So um, be brave thing you just said, because I mean, I know that there are, that's, that is an issue around the world of people feel like, well, you're, 
you're stealing my culture or, you know, this because I'm this skin tone or I'm, I was born this particular race in this life. Yeah. There's had a, thousands of lifetimes though. Right. Yeah. Like Buddha had thousands of lifetimes. We've had uh, yeah. quite a number of lifetimes, you and me, Lisa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Let me just get, get her. Okay. I am Kuan Yin. I am Kuan Yin. Oh, this Lisa, this Lisa. Oh, she's so beautiful. Oh, and everyone, you, oh, I just loved every one of you from so far away. It's so far away, but so close to you. I've been so close to you. Have you felt that feeling of being so close to unconditional love, so close to knowing of who you are in such a deep way? Because that is exactly what we are here to convey to you, this understanding that suffering is only a temporary experience. And temporary can last 75, 80, 90 years. And we understand that that can be quite troublesome. But at the same time, we also know that there is an uh, a deeper, a deeper awakening to your being, to your soul, to your knowing, to your grace, to who you truly are. And so as you are experiencing this moment and every other moment afterward, no matter the polarity that you may be seeing, you're just seeing the contrast, the difference. You're seeing uh, with that contrast all of the things you're not appreciating. And that is okay to not appreciate things. You may not appreciate every single thing in your experience. You need not do that. You not uh, try to bend yourself into liking something you do not. If you do not like to eat celery every day so you lose a pound of flesh, uh, that's okay. You don't have to do that. You don't have to force yourself to eat the carrots. You don't have to do that. You just simply appreciate how beautiful, magical this temporary body truly is and how beautiful and magical how things grow out of the ground and you put them in your mouth and you swallow them and you digest them and they come out somewhere else. There is such a fascinating thing that happens into your body where you eat a, a piece of cell, a piece of cell that is a part of some plant and then it turns into a cell inside of your body. Isn't that just the most magical thing? It's the magicalest thing. And so someone needed to hear that and you know who you are. And so my dearest, my dearest Lisa, my dearest Lisa, what question would you like to ask? So with all of the polarity going on in the world and the fear that people are experiencing with coming out of two years of COVID and a petit, you know, the war with Russia and Ukraine and there's people are a little unhinged. What, what message could you share with them to help them? Oh, the unhinging. I love this word. Uh, because there's such a grace in this. Uh, a coming apart, a coming apart. Think of all of the things that have happened in your experience as humans on this planet. And think of 
all of the things that needed to fall apart in order for you to fall together. Yes. So the interesting thing about this uh, temporary world experience that uh, you experienced for a couple of years here is that there was this desire, this desire to be with each other, this desire to come together because you were separate from each other. And you're, oh, I, I, I really do love this person that I haven't seen. And I really want to be in their energy. And I, I desire to be in their energy. And then you come together and you are in their energy and they go, oh, I don't know if I really wanted to be in that energy. <laughs> Maybe just I really desired it. But now I feel the suffering that's coming up from being in the energy that we had been uh, uh, not so close to. Yes. So when you have that experience, because this is already being shown. Yes. Mm -hmm. So you have this experience where you're separate and then you, you come together and it's not a good feeling. And so something odd happens or seemingly odd. It's perfect. Uh, there's a, suddenly a war and there's suddenly conflict and there's suddenly a, all of this pain is being brought up and all of this fear is being brought up. And all of these um, legislative principles are being brought to pass uh, or not to pass. And all of these things are happening as a direct result of everyone being a little too quiet for a little too long and by themselves in their own mind with their own thoughts. Because their mind and their own thoughts, it was almost as if there wasn't enough time for them to come to the reckoning, to the realization, to the understanding that they are infinite beings. And so once one realizes that they are infinite beings, there is no pain, no fear, no projection. And so that lack of projection outward uh, would ca cause essentially the person to project inward and say, who am I truly? Who am I really? Where am I? Where am I? I am. Instead, there was this churning of emotion and thought and energy and fear and confusion. And that just got pushed outward. And so for some, not for all, many Many, many light workers on this planet uh, did not get that sense. They went inward, they reconnected, they mm -hmm. trusted, they learned their I am. They learned more deeply about their I am. And so it got to be a bit confusing, at least for Kiryin, uh, that, it, that uh, when she then came out of this blissful state of truly knowing who she was, suddenly this feeling of chaos came to pass. So what do you do with chaos? Mm -hmm. uh, this is what is one of the more important realizations. Kiryin is trying to find the words for the block of energy that we're essentially providing her. And there is a lot of energetic information because chaos is not something that is easily understood. Mm -hmm. It is something meant to tear everything apart. Uh, but there is mathematics to it. There is symmetry to it. There is balance to it. And it's still happening even when the chaos is happening.
And so as the realization or the reckoning or the uh, coming together vibration, uh, such as yourself, uh, Lisa Yin, when you are when you are uh, bringing people out into the world, into the environment that you have cultivated with the people who are listening now, uh, you are helping to uh, not just soothe the chaos, but to instead uh, bring harmony to the individual you see. If you have harmony here, yes, harmony here, the tornado spins around and this is the peace. This is the I am. So what happens often when humans have a hard time connecting with this truth, with who they truly are, not with what something outside of them is, but who they truly are. If they have a trouble with that, then anything that they experience externally becomes their focus. And then they pull that in and try to make that real for themselves. This is where you have that conflict that comes up. But when someone is truly in that peace, in that knowing, in that I am state, they remember who they are. That, that, dear ones, that feeling there, that knowing there, that I am, that I am. Everything can fall apart. And you will know that all will be well. Because it must. This is a temporary vessel. This is a temporary time. This is not something that you will carry with you forever. The lesson that you learn from this understanding of being able to ride the wind of chaos is going to be something that moves with you throughout your soul experience. And so you needn't worry. It's all, it'll all be over soon. It's, it's perfectly fine. It'll all be over soon, dearest. It's <laughs> a beautiful message. So what... How do people connect with that I am? So you have the duality. On earth, earth is such a beautiful classroom. It's a beautiful lesson place. It's a perfect place uh, to expand the universe. That's your job here. That's You're not meant to understand why there's chaos. It's simple. It's chaos because it is meant for you to uh, look past it, look beyond it, recognize that it's like a baby in an inch of water and you, the baby is splashing and splashing and splashing and, and then the mom pulls the baby up and stands them up and the baby goes, oh, oh that's, that's good. This is fine. And so when, when we look at something uh, like the I am, that I am, and we see the duality in the world, we have the chaos and the peace. Mm -hmm. We have the love and the fear. We have the knowing and not knowing. Uh, that is all perfect. It is meant to be here. It is meant for you uh, to consider the non-duality. The non-duality. What is it that when we bring fear and love together, what is the truth? What is the truth? It's love. It mm -hmm. has to be. Yeah. It has to be. There is nothing stronger. And so when you bring your hands together with that intention and you say, I see this duality, but I know the truth. This takes practice. It's okay. It takes time. It takes time and practice. And a breath, a lovely deep breath. 
the duality starts to subside. Mm. It starts to calm. The inner knowing, the inner being starts to come forward. And it's okay. You may take several breaths. You may take many hours of breaths. You may take all of the breaths. <laughs> you may take every single breath in the universe to get there, but you'll get there. And so that is one way to begin that process. Of course, meditation, mindfulness, quietness, stillness, turning off the dysfunction in the world, seeing the things only within your present awareness that help you to truly understand your I am, that I am. You are the creator. And so as you are creating, as you are growing, as you are trusting who you are more and more, uh, less and less of that chaos becomes something that's present. And so here again is bringing up a question in to bring forward. Yes, but what about all of the legislation and the governments and the people who are suffering and dying? And what, what do we do about that, she's asking. This is a very ascended master answer. The more, the more still you become, the more still you become, the more aware of your own vibration, your own, your own cultivation of your truth, the more everything else will begin to balance because you are healers, you're light workers, you are intuitive beings. And uh, yes, it is easy to say this thing is happening and it's hard and awful. But the other part of that is you don't need to dig your head in the sand and say these things don't exist. We suggest that if you feel strongly guided toward taking action in a specific field, if you feel drawn to go to the Ukraine, if you feel drawn to go and protest, if you feel drawn and it is a, a heartfelt love-centered feeling of passion and joy, that is us calling you into action into that space. Mm -hmm. If you are doing it because you feel guilty or mm -hmm. if you're simply worrying about it and turning the television, yes, that's a word, we can say that word, television, uh, on to beat yourself up with what you're not doing to create positive effect in your experience, this is not a good use of your energy. You either feel the passion drive and go, or you sit in prayerful meditation to bring forth the positive energy of your I am. Beautiful. I said something like that similarly last weekend at my retreat. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm still human, but I am getting it more and more. Yeah. So. Yes. 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 Of course. Of course. This is your. This is. This is. This is the point you made perfectly earlier. This is the point that Kirian makes often, which is, this is not a, a Kirian. Thing. This is not a Lisa Yin thing. This is not a Abraham thing or an Esther thing. This is not a uh, any. There, this energy, this knowing, mm -hmm. is universal. Mm -hmm. 
And so when you are channeling or you're bringing in that energy of knowing of truth, that which is true is true always. And so it makes perfect sense that that validation would come to you as well as Kira Yin uh, to say, yes, you are on the, the, the appropriate path because uh, there was an interesting conversation that we were overhearing uh, of you and Kira Yin earlier. And that was the uh, ego coming in the way of the uh, channeler. Mm -hmm. And uh, in, you must go based on your feelings. Uh, there is no one person that does this so well. No one else can do it. Yeah. Uh, there are many masters on your planet. There are many people that are able to channel. There are many uh, wisdoms and teachings and understandings that have been coming down the, the line for, for a very long time thousands of years on your planet or more. And so as you are cultivating your understanding of, of all of these things, oh, take it as a sign. Take it as a sign, dear ones, that your truth and your knowing is deeply connected to the divine. Always. There is no separation between us. Uh, there is something that is so beautiful about getting to have this dance with you, getting to be a part of this with you. Because there is nothing, uh, there's nothing to do on the other side. We're very, very con content. We're very content there. And we love being there. <laughs> but we also love playing in getting to help you to expand more into the things that you enjoy and the things that you love and the creative abilities that you have to pull us in. And Lisa Yin, you are a beautiful channel. You are a beautiful channel. And as you continue to expand this beautiful ability that you have, and there are many different energies. Kirian is feeling the, the alien energy. It's feeling the, she's, she, it's a different energy from Ascended Master energy. And she was always very uh, considerate of not knowing the difference because she's never channeled alien energy. So it's, it's a wonderful joyful experience to do this with you and connect with you and talk to you uh, as this other energy is competing. Uh, and and there is, let's just take a moment. <laughs> Kira Yen needs to take a moment. Very good, very good. <laughs> Lisa Yin, do you have any additional questions? Well, we, you know, I just want to thank you so much for coming through. And unfortunately, we are out of time, <laughs> but I would love to have you back on again sometime if you would love to join us, this beautiful audience, and um, share your wisdom. It would be an honor. Thank you so much. Remember who you are. Woo! <laughs> okay, so good question. There. So that was, that was amazing. Awesome. And again, yes, thank you, Kwan Yin, for the beautiful wisdom. Yeah. So 
How does that feel in your body when she's in and then leave? Sorry, I'm burning up. Okay. <laughs> you want the bar. Mm. So, it, it, uh, well, first things first. <laughs> your, your, your people, I think you're not people, but your aliens started to come in. Well, yeah. Uh, did you hear it? That's what she said. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, wait, no, I don't know you. I don't know you. <laughs> I don't know you like that. <laughs> um, what was that like? Yeah. Well, how did that express itself or show up? That was, that was, it was, it felt almost like it was just, it was a different, it was a much more, I think, as you could tell, Kuan Yin can be somewhat more animated, some, a lot more animated than me sometimes. And yeah. so it felt like much more of a, like a space, like you're in space with feeling. I don't know. It was a weird thing. I've never experienced that before. So. Well, <laughs> oh, that's cool. You, well, you are, you are a powerful lady. You're pulling in all kinds of stuff. They show up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so for me, uh, what it did was, this was actually really nice. Um, she came in, so often she'll come in and I feel just this, I, she doesn't come in through the top of the head. That's your, that's my connection to my higher self. Um, she comes into the side. She's like, I'll just come into the side door. So she comes in and I feel her in my heart. I feel her really strongly in my heart. And usually it's just like this burst of love, like really strong love, like a flower, like beautiful. And, uh, and then to anchor her in, that's when she says, I am Kuan Yin, but I also think I say it too, because then that helps just anchor the, the, okay, we know who's talking now. Yeah. And then, um, and then when she leaves, it's, it generally goes out. Sometimes it comes out, comes back out the same way. Sometimes she goes the other way. Sometimes we're kind of just, you know, like that. Um, but it's a very fun uh, experience because then I'm coming in. And, and so it's, it's, it's interesting. Sometimes it takes me a minute the rubbing the face, that kind of thing helps to bring me back to awareness. Um, and usually my face itches because she's not itch my face. I'm going to have to have a conversation with her. Now. <laughs> I love it. She's not itch my face enough. <laughs> okay. So we, yeah, unfortunately we are out of time and I have so many other questions. So hopefully you'll join me again. Sure. I guess my final kind of couple questions. So number one, are you writing a book about all this with her channelings or is that in the works or you don't know yet? Or she, she, she keeps wanting me to. So mm -hmm. I guess I will. I mean, you are an author and a publisher. So I know. Right. How do you to do it? You would think. <laughs> I'm like, I can publish this tomorrow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so why am I not? Um, I think. I, I, I can, I can do it. Yeah, sure. Okay. In a month, I'll have you a book. Okay. <laughs> and then, okay. So then you also have a hypnotherapy school. Yes. Yeah. Hypnotherapyschool.net. Yep. Okay. And so for those, the hypnotherapy that you focus on, is it strictly for like trauma in this life or things in this life, or does it go beyond to like past life, future life, parallel lives is what I say. 
Um, right, because no time and space, right? Yeah. Um, so for the hypnotherapy school, um, we primarily focus on helping people to, you know, bring people into hypnosis, mm-hmm. bring them out, but also doing coaching and outcome models. And we add a lot of NLP into our training and CBT and that kind of thing, too. Um, so we make sure that the, the student is very well-rounded when they're complete and they're ready to sell packages. They're ready to make money as a, as a clinical hypnotherapist. Um, they're ready to really start helping people. And so that's that is incredible. And, and I love, I love, love, love our students. So, um, but we also do a module uh, around past life regression and I do it a little bit differently. I do it with incorporating a life between lives, meeting your guides, that kind of thing, and then going to the life of whatever problem you've got going on. So that's how I teach it. Um, but yeah, all kinds of good groovy stuff, you know, and, I haven't, I haven't taught channeling using hypnosis yet, but that was really how I honed my skills even more. Okay. So that, yeah, that would be a good, interesting topic for us to talk about next time. And maybe even to put in your book or (laughs) (laughs) so just put some ideas out there. (laughs) So um, tell people once again, how they can find you. Okay, so if you want Kuan Yin stuff, some free monthly stuff from some free uh, content there, uh, it's at masterycollective.com. Then we have asyouwishpublishing.com. Um, and I was like, what? How many dot coms do I have? And yeah. uh, and then hypnotherapyschool.net is for the hypnotherapy training. We're going to probably do a big training um, maybe towards the end of the year, like fall time uh, in person. Uh, because it's just too hard to do it online. So, yeah. Very cool. Lauren, so what I have coming up, just for those of you watching, so I have my three or four day galactic experience retreat here in Hawaii. So it's um, depending on which option you sign up for, it's either three days or four days and either all things covered or more like a la carte, but it's October 13th to the 16th here in Waikoloa, Hawaii on the Big Island. Um, it's going to be amazing, like truly, truly amazing. <laughs> I'm so excited. And then I have my next Sacred Soul Kona retreat almost a year from now. I just finished my week-long retreat last week. So the next one is April 23rd to the 29th. And the Galactic Retreat is co-ed. So male or female, anyone that's interested in learning how to connect, how to do telepathy, remote viewing, looking at the sky with the night vision goggles, all of that stuff. Co-ed. Sacred Soul Kona Retreat, women only. So it's a sacred space for deep healing and really trusting your inner wisdom. And then stay tuned for more classes coming up too. So Kira, thank you so much for being here. and for having me. This was so much fun. I really enjoyed every minute of it. And Thank you, Kwan Yen, again for showing up and giving us beautiful messages. And I will see you all next time on Connection to the Cosmos. Aloha. Bye.